0: Welcome in to the Locked On Knicks podcast, Gavin Shaw, Alex Wolf. Once again, we are joined by the great Chwini-Poo host of the Pot Strickland podcast to answer some mailbag questions, Alex. And these ones, we, we were pretty focused last time on Julius Randle. This episode, we go a little bit off the beaten path. This is the definition of a grab bag podcast.
1: Yeah, a real potpourri of questions wow, in this word, one. Wow, great Great word. Yeah, <laughs> we first... Break down some of the changes we'd like to see the Knicks branding. I have a lot of opinions as far as this is concerned. I feel kind of bad for Gavin and Schwinn. I, I definitely dominated that particular question, but I got a lot of takes to get off about the Knicks uniforms, about their branding, stuff like that. So we talk about that first. Then we compare the Knicks to NFL players in the spirit of the NFL playoffs starting uh, this weekend. We you know try to find their ideal positions on the football field or in some case of some players in ideal positions, you know, if we just didn't think they were going to work out too well. And we also make New Year's resolutions for the Knicks, which proved kind of difficult considering they've been playing so well. So we take that uh, under consideration. And then we answer a final question about Chris Dapp's Porzingis. And uh, Gavin finally turns to the dark side and says that he doesn't want Porzingis to succeed ever in his career ever again. So tune in for that one in our final question. But yeah, all that's coming up next on this edition of the Locked On Knicks Mailbag. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. The five. For the line. Yes. Up, up left. Now fires it.
0: You are locked on Knicks. Your daily New York Knicks podcast. I am Gavin Shaw, a play by play broadcaster by day during non pandemic times. There are less opportunities for that kind of thing when there are no sports in New York. Um, I'm joined by Alex Wolf. He is the editor of the Strickland, the greatest Knicks website in the world. And we are joined by. The Strickland's most controversial contributor. Now, I wouldn't say so. I would say perhaps perhaps the biggest name associated with the Strickland. I, I don't know. There there are a lot I of know. titles. I can I can I can heap on this. Macri first.
2: Macri and oh, JB are associated with the Strickland. So maybe, I'm, I'm already, maybe. already lost.
0: Okay, the full timer. Anyways, it's the great Schwinnipoo on to join us to talk uh, some mailbag questions. right. Yeah, Mets. We're talking Mets, we're, we're, talking, we're talking Mets. Love the Mets. Uh, <laughs> he also hosts uh, Pod Strickland, which I understand there was uh, recently a new episode put out on that. Great podcast, long podcast. If, if you if if you're in for the in for the long burn, and and look, we, we do a long podcast, but we we cannot. We we said at one point we were speculating we could eventually do a podcast off and see who could go longer. I, I'm confident we would lose because Alex, if anything, with, with time, we've gotten we've gotten slightly more concise. We we stay under an hour. A little bit more often. Pod Strickland, they they have a lot more thoughts than we do. They, they cannot contain themselves. I think it also, part of it is we do so many a week. The point being, we would lose that handily. Schwinn, welcome to the show. Excited to get into some questions with you.
2: Yeah, should be a good sign.
0: All right. All right. First one comes from longtime friend of the pod. Former guest when we did Fan Fridays, which I feel like we have so much content now. Um, we should we should bring that back at some point. Uh, Neil Urumian at n It's also like NY Arumian. Pretty cool. He says, Hey guys, mailbag question. If you had the power, what rebranding changes would you make to the Knicks? Personally, I think a new court could be sick. Bonus question. What team do you think has the coolest hardwood design? Dash Neil nicks fan in Maine. I did not know Neil lived in Maine. That's cool. I don't think I've ever met someone who lived in Maine. I'm sure he's before.
1: mentioned that before. I, I, I think he's mentioned
0: maybe that maybe when he came on. That's Neil. You're my first friend in Maine. Congratulations, uh Alex. I'll throw that to you because I know pre-show when we were talking, you mentioned being particularly excited to answer this question.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got some, I've got some takes as far as the Knicks and their uniforms and stuff. I mean, I actually don't hate. Well, so this is mostly, I guess, focused on the court, but I'm gonna. Well, it was based on rebranding. So I'll, I'll take it for what it is. Um, I never really liked the choice that they made whatever year it was to um, I think it was, I think it was right about when they, um when they changed the uniforms over. So like probably 12, 13 or 13, 14, when they decided to change the logo and take the black out of it, because I just don't think it makes the logo pop as nicely anymore. And it makes me not like the, the next logo as much. Um, when it's just all the gray behind the the blue and orange, I liked the black because it gave like more depth to the blue and orange and made like the, you know, the, the lettering pop and everything. Um, I'm literally looking at like my, <laughs> one of my like prized possessions is this like old NBA lamp that my, that my grandgram gave me when I was a kid. And it's like sitting on my desk right now and I'm looking at the logo and I'm like, man, it's so much nicer. Um, but, uh, at any rate, the. I liked that. I always liked the uh, late 90s uniforms where they had the uh, affectionately called the trapezoid uniforms, which when I know you're probably going to like roast me for because you don't like them. But I always liked the trapezoid uniforms where they had the 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 black on the sides. Yeah, the black stripe going down. Did you do you not like those or is someone else? Are you
2: talking about the 90s uniforms, right?
1: Yeah, the late '90s. No, yeah. I
2: love those uniforms. My, my, oh, okay. I'm mixing yeah. you up
1: with someone else. Someone Tyrese. else.
2: Tyrese. Tyrese hates them because he's a. Tyrese fucking, hates them because he's a James little. He's him. a little baby who's like yeah. you know. He's only been around since the NBA introduced these, you know, skin tight new age uniforms where like, yeah. fucking quickly his shorts are up to his crotch.
0: Are we ready for some football, college football heads, into its national championship game, Ohio State-Alabama? The NFL playoffs are on the way, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. I've been bumping it all week, guys. I think the Saints are going to wreck the Bears in that opening round playoff game. Drew Brees versus Mitch Trubisky. It's no competition. The Bears are going to fold. It is going to be an ugly, ugly blowout. I would put big money on the Saints. College Football National Championship, I was liking Ohio State all week. You're hearing some reports about COVID issues within their program. Justin Fields potentially will not be at 100%. I think Alabama takes that one, especially with Jalen Waddell back. The point is, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus. With your first deposit, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code On for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline.
1: All right, we'll be right back into the mailbag. Just a reminder, though, 2020 is mercifully over, in case you somehow forgot. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts yeah um but at <laughs> any rate the, the tra- <laughs> i think i'll mix you up with james which maybe i'll ask for James. we're going to try to have james on sometime soon oh, locked on this 800 is coming up soon so uh, a real, real
2: degenerate podcast coming up <laughs> yeah,
1: it. yeah it'll be it'll be real uh it'll be a it'll be a, a banger an all-timer uh but at any rate i like i always liked those uniforms so i don't necessarily know if i would want a full rebrand geared back towards that but i i do think that there's something to be said for maybe like. Like I wish this year's city uniform that they did the most successful ones around the league were just spins on classic looks. And I don't know why the Knicks are so desperate to get away from that. Like the their city uniform so far, they had that firefighter one, which in concept looked horrendous on, on them looked slightly better. And like, I get where they were coming from. Like, Oh, let's, let's do something to shout out the firefighters and stuff. Like they do great work. Obviously they're, saving lives and shit, but I, those uniforms are just ugly. I'm sorry. Like I tried to talk myself into them, but they sucked. They were not, it, it just wasn't a good basketball uniform. And then the one that they did the last couple of years were cool. And that was because they did do like a spin on a classic. So they did the, um, you know, they had the, the checkered, um, orange and blue around the neck and then the, the stripes down the side, but then they turned them into like a skyline. That was sick. That was a really cool little detail. And like making the jersey dark blue, I thought was cool. I, I would totally be down for incorporating more dark blue into Knicks branding sometimes because I think dark blue with orange looks really cool. Um, it, even, probably even more so than like the royal blue with orange. So doing that and that's sort of like a, a shout out to the Yankees too, which like I'm a Mets fan, but every Knicks uniform is a shout out to the Mets in its own special way because they literally are both just the colors of the city of New York. Um, but I thought that was a cool shout out kind of to the Yankees too. And a shout out to like their old school like 50s uniforms that they've retroed before that had that like checker thing going on. And then this year's city one, I'm just like, what are you guys doing? There's so many like softballs that they could take and and redesign anything. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the, the Bernard King uniforms. Um, but I affectionately call them that. They're also apparently the U Penn uniforms, the ones from like the early 80s where the Knicks completely rebranded and made their color scheme maroon and dark blue and white which why would you do that like and the answer apparently is that the Knicks had hired a new executive at that time that was a graduate of UPenn and so decided to rebrand the New York Knicks to look like UPenn which who the fuck does that sorry like I, that's just so stupid to me um luckily they got over that and rebranded it within like 4 years but the uniform itself is kind of neat like it's got the um You know, they flip flop the number in the city kind of thing, and like you know, it's it's kind of cool. It's and the font is neat, so you could very easily take that, adapt it to a more modern color scheme. I saw, I wish I could remember the handle of who did it, but someone did um, some rebrands for different teams in the NBA, and part of their Knicks concept was doing just that. It was take that uniform, but make it black and make it very. exaggeratedly blue and orange lettering. I think it was uh, I think the lettering was orange in the middle, blue trim around it. And so have that on a black jersey with that style, with like the Knicks font and everything on it, that would be sick. I would love that um, if the Knicks would embrace that as a potential uniform. I also think there's like first off, there's an easy home run of just retro the late 90s uniforms. That was the last time the Knicks were in the finals. Everybody loves that team. They had a perfect opportunity to do it last year when it was the 20th anniversary. Or I guess it would have been two years ago, 18, 19. They had a perfect opportunity. It was 20th anniversary. You could have easily done that. You could have even done it last year, potentially, to be like, oh, 99, 2019, whatever. Cool. Didn't do it then either. Now, like, I don't know if the window's ever going to close, but they missed what would have been the coolest opportunity to do those. But you could take that literally just retro it, and that would be fire. I would love that. Or you could do something different. Maybe do something like what I was just saying. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm a nerd for this crap. So I'm actually going to do this at some point this season. I'm going to do this on NBA 2K and like upload it on Twitter so people can see it. But do like a black uniform and have the, the side panels be blue and orange and the lettering be blue and orange on a black jersey. But have it look just like the trapezoid jerseys. That would be a sick look and be something a little different that you could then be like, you know, Oh, this is like, you know, more splashy than what the uniform used to be. So it's not just a pure retro, but it also pays homage to that really cool uniform from the late nineties. I don't know. There's like a million different ideas as far as courts. Like I've never been a huge like court guy. I, I think that, I don't think that your court needs to, I actually find it when teams do too much with their court, I find it to be distracting when you're watching on TV. So I, you know, like even the Nets court where it's like, we're going to make it gray. It's like, it's just weird. I, you know, I'm fine with just a plain old hardwood. Like I actually don't have a problem with how the Knicks do it now. I guess I just kind of wish I missed the old, um, Madison square garden logo that used to be on the court. That was really sick looking um i'm also a fan i i don't have all the courts in the nba in front of me to look to see who does this but i do think it's like a nice touch without being too distracting if you do like a darker wood inside the three-point line compared to a lighter wood throughout the rest of the court that's always a neat look to me and then still have the paint be colored and all that that would be kind of cool i guess i don't know it i think you could make some tweaks to the Knicks court but I, i actually have never had a huge problem with the Knicks court and how it looks i think it's it's simple and useful and you know that's basically all that they need but i don't know so i'll throw it to you now that i know that you're an ally i forgot that you were the one that likes it and james is the one that hates those uniforms those uniforms uh, are awesome tell me, tell me how much you love my idea to uh, retro those uniforms.
2: i love that idea but the biggest problem for me is i don't think they work with how uniforms are made now because i think they only look good when they're baggy and guys people just they, they don't make baggy uniforms anymore so i'm not sure how they would i just don't think they would look right um you know with how i mean look man I, I watch these guys play on the court now and i'm just like you know you got alfred payton rolling up his shorts um yeah, have you noticed that he rolls up the top one one little flip so like the, huh, ta- the ta- I noticed that. The
1: ta- ta- i'm gonna keep an eye on that now
2: yeah the tag is on the outside if you ever watch um <laughs> but yeah like he does that quickly he's you know he's got his shit hiked all the way up i feel like who who wears the baggiest shorts in the team like I don't know, Frank, maybe? or Iggy maybe? Yeah, No, maybe, Iggy. Or Knox, I, I guess. Like, Frank
1: definitely doesn't. Franks are, like, halfway up his thigh. Yeah, for Knox. Maybe Knox. Maybe it's Knox. Maybe Knox, yeah. yeah.
2: Like, they just don't rock it like that anymore. So I don't know how those would look. Like, don't you think they would look whack with, like, how guys wear jerseys now? I don't know. I think they worked because of, like, that time period, and it was just, like, all baggy, everything, including the suits, which should never have happened
1: um but i think there's a i think there's a case we made it could look okay because essentially like so think about like when Mello and stat were playing for the knicks before they did the rebrand those were more form-fitting at the time they hadn't gone like quite as form fitting as they are now with like that like whatever you want to call it the like uh the back the way that they stitch it now where the you know the shoulder is extra tight and everything but i mean it was a more modern cut. And those were basically, I mean, all they did to redesign the uniforms from the 99 ones to that, like mid two thousands one was just tighten up the stripes and just make the stripes straight up and down rather than having them trapezoid out. So I could see it still working. I think.
0: Yeah. I, I have less opinions on this thing you guys do, but I, uh, I'm very nostalgic for the, like two, when when the first year I really became an X-Fan was 2003 and I remember like the baggy white uniforms those years. I really enjoyed. So to Schwinn's point, I would love if they made them like a little baggier and went back to that. I would like to see the whites more in general. Maybe um, I, I don't really pay attention to it, so I might be off. But I feel like they don't wear them all that often. Am I crazy or
2: the white the white uniforms?
0: Yeah, am I? No. Yeah,
2: I don't. I don't think so because all the like all, all the alternate alternate uniforms are basically like what like the the Kith uniforms are black and then. Yeah. well and they they
1: usually wear the statement and the city one yeah they usually wear those at home yeah and i hate the white uniform
2: yeah and it's like why would you want to wear the white statement uniform you know like the white statement uniform is whack the blue statement uniform actually looks pretty good
1: oh Uh, the white statement um, one was horrendous that was one of the worst jersey designs i've ever seen in my life i hated that i actually
2: i even liked i mean i know that people there are a lot of people didn't like it but i didn't mind that like fireman the fireman and inspired uniforms, the fired FKNY yeah. inspired ones. Um the one uniform I w- I really think they should bring back more and I I have to reference it like this because I don't think they wore it in any other game or not that I remember off the top of my head. Um was uh one of Kristaps's best games, his rookie season when he was like against the Hornets at home, they wore these uniforms that had like the interesting coloring on the collar. Um
1: I don't know. He put up yeah, her. that was the um that, so that was the one that inspired the city uniform from the last couple of years where that was the the checker one.
2: Yeah, I like that. A, I like that yeah. one a lot.
1: Uh, I always like those two and those ones were neat, too, because they had just the plain blue lettering on the white. And that was nice looking, too. So it's like just plain blue New York with the plain blue letter without like the outline around it. That was a slick uniform like I always liked that one. And it's very like old school looking like that one's very much like it's funny. Speaking of baggy uniforms, that was when Porzingis was like so rail thin that like even modern style uniforms look super baggy on him. I remember those ones in particular for whatever reason, always looked like mega baggy on him. Um,
2: yeah. Uh, but
1: yeah, that's, that's a cool Jersey design out of the Knicks past that, I mean, I was glad that they, they sort of, again, paid homage to that with the dark blue city uniforms the last two years, um, with the, the checkered collar and everything. Like I always thought that was a neat look for the Knicks. Um, I also I'm a I'm a bigger fan of the round collar than the V collar outside of just the late 90s uniforms. But like in general, I've liked it better since the Knicks went back to the rounded collar rather than the V one. Just as long as they never go to a wishbone collar. I don't like wishbone collars at all. Like what the Warriors wear and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I think it's a trash look. I'm, I'm
2: not a big I'm really not a big jersey. Yeah, but yeah, I just think that the Knicks cannot they can do better. Come on, guys.
1: I, 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 yeah, they can
2: definitely do better.
1: That's the big thing. We'll be right back in to finish up this mailbag, but just a reminder that weekends on Locked On NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Mayers of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA power ranking you can't miss. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get podcasts.
0: I'm gonna just note quickly for the for the second part of the question for other teams. Um, I love. Uh, I mean, this is probably because it's the arena I've spent the most amount of time in in my life. But big fan of the Suns like Valley Court and also the the purple court. I think they had for a game or two earlier this year i, I like i love whenever the suns like in the same way like i love the Knicks whites whenever the suns go purple that's great uh, on the perimeter of the i court, love
2: their uh, they have those mid-90s purple throwbacks that those are awesome. great those are so those scary. are maybe like my favorite nba
0: jersey same yeah th- those have always i had i used to have like a steve nash I, one of those and it was my i had a
2: barkley jersey. i had a barkley one of those and then i had uh i had an old school like that just that super plain blue uh Warriors jersey from like the early to mid 90s that we had. Those are nice. Too. I, had a, I had a spree well of that.
0: <laughs> love that. Um, yeah. But the purple court, uh, I love all the Valley Boy stuff, but the Valley court is really dope. They have the little like desert scene, like cactus, like imprinted on the bottom. I, I kind of like that when like a court like really sort of captures like the identity or geography of wherever it is. So shout out to I, them. Appreciate that.
1: Actually, you know, on that note, I do have a court that that sticks out to me and it also it goes with probably one of the best uniform designs that Nike's done since they took over. And that's the, the jazz uh, city edition court Mm -hmm. that that one's awesome with like the sunset effect on it. Like that's not too busy. It doesn't take away like from the viewing experience. It's just cool looking and it goes really well with their uniforms. So I like, I like that court and Jersey combo a lot. I I do want to, I think we could close this question off by just, I just want to get agreement out of you guys. And this actually is not, This has nothing to do with like my personal feelings about the team based off a certain player on it. But can we just agree that like the Mavericks make the worst jerseys and the worst court designs in the NBA? Like they're atrocious. They are every bit as swaggerless as you would expect from a Texas team, except for like, there are teams like the Spurs that actually knock it out of the park routinely that make you think like, why can the Mavericks not figure this out?
2: Because they fucking suck at everything they do. They're, Terrible basketball team, they only have bad players, uh and injury-prone <laughs> players. Uh they suck. Fuck them. Uh also just want to throw out those uh the old school Rockets red ones, uh like the from the 90s, those
0: are awesome. I love those,
1: those jerseys. Yeah, those are those are tight, those are good. Yeah, I think um, Schwin
0: summed it up. I can't I can't really top that. The,
1: the thing that I've uh, one last thing on the <laughs> mavericks, the thing I've never been able to get out of my out of my head this season is Prez, I think was the one that pointed this out. They released those new, their new uh, city jerseys this year are like gold and silver for some reason, which there's just like no good reason for it. They just felt like making a gold and silver jersey, I guess. And Prez called them the Starlight uniform, like Starlight from the boys. And I've never been able to get that out of my head. They look exactly like Starlight's uniform on the boys. And it's hilarious to me um at any rate i think we can move to our next question <laughs> at this point we've gone on good enough but thank you neil that was a good question i i love talking jersey nerd shit um all right moving on to our next one it's from christopher adamrod another frequent question asker at c lee ten twenty eight. at least i think it's that or it's clee ten twenty eight. uh the two questions from christopher adamrod that shouldn't be super super long either way but good questions nonetheless uh First question is: NFL playoffs are about to start. If the Knicks were a football team, who would play what positions? Um, I don't know if we have to do necessarily the whole roster, but is this a football we, team? If the Knicks are, yeah, were a football expert. team,
2: yeah, okay,
1: yeah. Well, I don't think we have to do the whole roster, but like, just pick like one or two players. Schwinn, I can let you go first. Pick like one or two players and assign them positions.
2: Um, Randall's tough. He could play so many positions, but he would he would either have to be. I think he would either have to be a running back, or a, um, or like a linebacker, right? Because he's just
1: like this ball. I was runner. thinking tight end, maybe also hey, like I, That's it. Yeah. I
0: kind of think offensive tackle. Like I think you would, if he were a football player, you would try to grow him into being your left tackle.
1: No, that's Spellman. Uh, he's no <laughs> longer with us. Uh, <laughs> you know, I
2: think I think like running back because like who the hell wants to get in his way once he gets the ball?
1: He's just like I could see him being like a Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like he like just, an extra tall Derrick Henry. Yeah,
2: he just like but yeah. I mean that's the problem with all this. It's yeah, like people
1: he's would murder tall. his knees. That's, that's
2: yeah. Like that's that's why like like I never want to put these guys as like receiver tight end because I'm just like, man, Julius Randall at tight end, he's gonna get murdered. come and go, right? I
1: guess this is just assuming we could translate their physical profile into a slightly shorter body that's more fit for football. You know, like I,
2: I would say I would say Randall is a running back, and then I like uh Barrett as like. I think he'd be a good receiver actually, because he's, if you like watch him cut and stuff, he's really good at cutting. Um, he's like very precise with his movements. So I just feel like he'd be a good route runner.
0: He also has like, I think he's a little Deandre Hopkinsy in that he has like that lean strength and, and you mm-hmm. just like, and people just kind of bounce right off him, even though he's not nominally not an insane, like speed athlete. Alex, what were you
1: going to say? I was going to say, I think Frank could be like a free safety. Um, because that's a position that requires a lot of thinking and a lot of like judging what's going on on the court and stuff. I think that he could be pretty good there. I I do think that he would be one of those players that he would be like, he would be like the anti Jamal Adams in a way for those that are Jets fans. And, you know, used to watch Adams play like Adams. It was like, he was really good at like the hitting parts of the game. Like he was basically a, a linebacker trapped in a safety's body. Um, but wasn't super adept at you know making reads on passes and getting interceptions and stuff i think frank would be the opposite like he maybe he would be better as a cover corner actually than a than a free safety but frank would probably get criticized for not being a good tackler but would be really good at reading you know the quarterback and, it could and be like a free safety yeah that's what, well, that's why i said free safety yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah cuz adams is a strong safety obviously but you know it's um but maybe he'd be better as a cover corner. Yeah. With the wingspan too and all that stuff. Like be like a Darrell Revis. Or or like a zone guys. corner. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He could be a zone corner as well. All so right. So I uh, think he could be versatile.
0: I'm gonna I'm just gonna speed through the rest of the roster really quickly. Uh RJ, we said receiver. Uh Iggy, I, I my first thought was that he couldn't play football, but he, he's a white guy, so I'll say slot receiver. RJ Bullock. Uh RJ, I Reggie Bullock, excuse me. Uh, He's like pretty thickly built. I could see him maybe being like kind of a possession receiver. Alec Burks, like sort of speed guy, your deep threat. Jared Harper, maybe like a slot corner, potentially. No, Jared
1: Harper would be like Darren Sproles. Maybe, yeah, 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 that's a good call. He'd definitely be a scat. He's just gonna have that
0: build. He's six feet, like one seventy-two. That that's sort yeah. of sort and of. And
1: he's is. like mad quick. Like he could hit the hole really well. Like if you gave him the ball in space, he would definitely juke someone out of their shoes and get an extra ten yards out of it.
0: Yeah, I like, can see that. I, uh, Kevin Knox literally played quarterback in high school, so I think he's grown into a tight end. But who am I? Who am I to question that? Uh, Nerland Noel, I would not put on a football field. Uh, Frank Nilikina, you guys covered. Mitch, I think. Could you guys see Mitch as a defensive tackle who never rushes, but whose only job is to block passes at the line of scrimmage?
1: I would say like a D end. Yeah, in he was so long. Yeah, yeah. Or like, it, he, or he or like he would a outside
2: linebacker or something like that.
1: Yeah, you know, like either an outside linebacker or a D end. You know, depending on what scheme he played in. You know, so if it was a actually he would probably be best on a three four team where he could play outside linebacker. He's basically because, Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah, where you could drop him into coverage because that would be where the shot blocking ability would come in. But then he's pretty quick on his feet, too. So if he had to get in for a sack, like he can, you know. uh work his way around a tackle or whatever real quick and just kind of speed rush. I, I think he'd be a good outside linebacker. Yeah,
2: we, we know Knox is a quarterback.
0: So that's
1: done. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's,
0: I, I actually think Austin rivers is kind of an ideal cornerback. Like if you, if you watched in the last few games, like his mirroring on guys like Trey young and then Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson on Utah, he just, he just has quick feet, quick change of direction. And he sort of has that, that bulldog mentality. Like, fuck you. You're not going to catch a pass on me. I, I think but that. I, I... You yeah. can put
2: him in a slot, slot receiver, then right? Because that's he's true. Either like way, yeah, offense or like defense. Like Cole Beasley or some shit. Um, and then Wait, what?
1: DSJ like... in the corner that gets beat all the time. Maybe I. I, I was. <laughs> who, gonna...
2: who was that guy on the Jets? Was he Bless Austin? Is he the one that? Who is he the one that was getting burned all year? Um, the
1: one that. Um, oh man, I'm trying to. It, the names already – Well, maybe not for this year, but there was. Um... Oh, I know
2: exactly what you're talking about. The guy that you guys signed to big money and he was just garbage,
1: right? And he was terrible, yeah. I can't remember his name now, probably because I wanted to block him from memory. (laughs) Um, But that guy on the Jets, there's this one dude they signed for like big money at corner. and From Tennessee or some shit, I think. Yeah, and he just let people buy him consistently like every single game. And it was incredibly frustrating. Um, I would say Obi Toppin I could see being like a Jimmy Graham type, although his his high hips aren't going to help many on the football field, but maybe like a Jimmy Graham converted basketball player to tight end type of dude. Uh, Although he needs to get a little, a little stronger for that, but he has good hops and everything. Like as far as, being a red zone threat and stuff. So I could see him being a red zone threat tight end probably. I could see
0: him playing some quarterback. That pass he made to RJ, like that full court bullet. Like he has he has the arm, he has the vision. He's tall enough, obviously, to, too tall to see everything. The escapability would be a bit of a problem. He would be sort of a sort of a sitting duck back there. Uh DSJ, the only thing I was going to add, I didn't realize how heavy he was he's six three, two, oh, two. Like that that kind of screams running back.
1: Yeah. I mean he almost has a a Nate Robinson build to him. in in his own way. And Nate was really good at football too, actually. So yeah, maybe maybe DSJ could be good in that way. I mean, if he was like a scat back too, he would be like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I can't, based off his performance on the basketball court, I just can't see him being good on the football field. Like if he was the scat back, he would be the guy that fumbles too often. And you'd be like, he's really talented. If only he could stay on the field because he gets benched all the time because he fumbles all the time. Um, and that's like unacceptable, you know, it'd be like the same thing with the, with the Knicks where it's like, sometimes he shows flashes, but the lapses literally make him unplayable and that it, he would have some sort of fatal flaw. You know like
2: who that. DSJ is he's that guy. Who's that running back that got drafted out of Alabama and was just like a total bust
0: from the day. Trent, he Trent Richardson.
1: Yes, that's what yeah, It would be like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, they've had so many running backs come out of there to mix results. Like Ingram, Ingram looked like he was going to be a huge bust too. And then he's actually turned into like a really quality NFL player for like years now. And Derek Henry almost looked like he was going to be a bust for a minute. And then all of a sudden, just like it clicked with him and he like figured out how to run in the NFL. And now he's like the best running back at football. It's crazy. But anyway, we could probably move on to the second part. But that was a good question, though. I, I enjoy those sort of comparison ones. So, second question from Christopher Adamrod. Uh, another like roster-wide questions. Maybe we could just pick out some of our favorites. But it's a new year, 2021. What are the players' New Year's resolutions? Um, I can't believe we didn't just like do a show about this already. But good opportunity to do it now, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think what my who my first resolution would be. It, it, it's kind of um,
0: tough because this offseason the players literally made all the changes that we wanted them to play. Not not not, I know, not every single one, but for the most part they they're they're doing it already.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy like they have there's like if this was preseason, we would be like, "Oh, resolutions for the new season. Like this guy needs to do that, this guy needs to do that." But they've all been what what is there to resolve at this point? Like you you've got they're all playing so well. <laughs> I guess you could say like um Julius Randall, your resolution is to keep playing at an all-NBA level. <laughs> uh, Frank, okay. resolution is to continue being more aggressive. That's a good one. And get because, healthy. And get healthy, yeah. Stop getting hurt every time you're playing well.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying,
1: dude. Shut yeah. up.
2: Like, Stop being a big loser, Frank.
1: Um, quickly, does, is there a resolution for him? Keep being good and don't keep...
2: Don't never play like you did against Utah again.
0: I'm gonna yeah. just take 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 open threes. Fire when you're yep. open.
1: Yeah. RJ shoot a million practice jumpers because that worked for that one game and now you're back to not being able to shoot again. Uh, uh
0: Austin Rivers keep ignoring your girlfriend slash wife and go to the court more.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Man, I would have a hard time following him. <laughs> uh Alfred Payton, um, don't force things ever because it, the only times that he's really been playing bad this year is when it looks like he's openly forcing his own shot and his own looks at, over anything else. Like he should just purely look to distribute and only take shots when they're like a hundred percent perfect. Yeah. If he could learn how to play um,
0: one-on-one defense, that wouldn't be bad either.
1: That would be pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Reggie, Mitch.
0: go go back to being, your best basically shoot 40 percent from three if you can
1: yeah right (laughs) please stop shooting 29 (laughs) percent from three um mitch uh continue your your discipline and whatever has been working for you because my god he's like next level good on defense now uh obi get healthy take care of those calves buddy don't skip leg day wait can i can i
0: throw out one for obi go go to physical therapy figure figure out that posture someone someone who's been tall and like he a life of bad posture. It'll dramatically improve your basketball game to figure it out.
1: Yeah, there you go. That is a good one. He does hunch a lot, doesn't he? Um, let's see. Uh, Knox. Uh, I would say for Knox, don't don't try too hard. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't push it and try to become something you're not. Just keep keep with this path to become a good role player, because I I think that. When he plays within himself and just plays within what they want him to do, he plays great. And when he forces it, then, you know, you risk getting into uh rookie and sophomore year Knox territory. At least the, you know, the the worst parts of those years. Um I'm trying to think who else do we even have left on the roster. Burks, get healthy. Just get healthy, dude. We need you. <laughs> what yep. are you doing? <laughs> I don't even know what his injury is. What is his injury again? Hey, hey, hey,
2: Apparently I, it must be worse than than expected because they said he was in a boot now.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he sprained it, and oh, he did come out that game, now that I think about it. And he I was, like, say, about to
2: come in. He was, like, about to come back in the game, and then he and
1: then it was just like, oh, wait, never mind. I up by it.
2: like They were up by, like, 50, so I was like, okay, whatever.
1: Yeah, and with Frank, too, I, this is totally apropos of nothing. Frank is, like, the king of getting hurt and playing out the rest of the game. And nobody suspecting a thing, and then the next day them being like, Oh, this is a debilitating like two week injury. Actually, Frank is dead.
0: <laughs> We're gonna have to yeah. imitate. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah. We know that Frank played the second half the other day and looked fine, but actually he has like the worst knee sprain in the history of knee sprains. On, on a,
2: on a plus though, uh Tibbs probably appreciates stuff like that.
1: He probably does, yeah. Playing through <laughs> it and just finishing out the game, but yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for New Year's resolutions, right? I don't think uh, Taj Gibson just be a cool old dude, just like you were last year. Keep mentoring Mitch. Mitch apparently loves Taj to death because he he was like gushing. Yeah. Uh, in his like pregame comments today. So just, you know, keep up being an awesome, awesome dude, Taj, and welcome back. Uh, All right. This is our uh, next question here comes from Julio Del Buffalo. I, I I'm trying to pronounce that the way it's probably meant to, but uh, Buffalo GU at Buffalo GU on Twitter. Uh, I was going to ask a serious basketball question, but instead I'll ask a much more important question. Which would you pick? One, Porzingis never wins at MSG his entire career, but Dallas's pick next draft drops in the 30s. I, it can't be in the 30s. I, I'm assuming you mean 20s there because um, it's still a first-round pick. And two, Porzingis wins every single game at MSG for his entire career, but the 21 Dallas pick is somewhere between eight and 10. Um, I think I'd have to pick one because, assuming that means 20s, not 30s, Uh, but because number two would mean that the Knicks get that 21 pick and it ends up between eight and 10, but the player obviously ends up sucking enough that Porzingis is able to beat the Knicks every single game at MSG for the rest of his career. So I think there's like a like a cause and effect thing here where I don't I don't think that I can pick number one or sorry number two because of the connotation of like the Knicks get a better draft pick but it's still not still doesn't make them good enough to ever beat Porzingis on their home court again after beating him twice under David freaking Fizdale. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go number one where Porzingis never wins another game at MSG and the Dallas pick is in the twenties, which is probably more likely anyway. But Schwin, what are your thoughts? I know you have lots of Porzingis thoughts.
2: Um what's the question basically? Is it
1: just- so the question is which would you rather Porzingis never wins at MSG in his entire career, but Dallas's pick in the 2021 draft slips into the 20s or Porzingis wins every single game at MSG for his whole career going forward, but the uh, Dallas pick this year is between eight and ten.
2: No, the, I'll take the former. Uh, that's fine. I, no, if I, I was if it was going to be like, but the Dallas pick will be the number one pick. Then you know, then I'm like, then right. I, yeah, sure. At, then KP can win whatever the fuck he wants, um, getting Cade Cunningham. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's how I don't even. I wish nothing but the worst on Christoph Porzingis as far as his on-court success goes. Um, and I hope that he has very little of it.
1: Yeah. I concur. <laughs> Gavin, what's your take uh, on this? I don't this know. System, I, I was
0: pretty locked into being like, all right, I, I don't give a shit how many games KP wins. I, I want the higher pick. But to your point, Alex, the implication of that question is that the Knicks might have a better team if they end up picking in the 20s because maybe maybe they just end up with a better player. That happens sometimes. So now I'm a, a, little, like <laughs> I'm a little unsure. But also, given KP's injury history, who knows how many more games he plays in MSG for the rest of his career, depending on how long his career is. So... I oh, I could I could see it going either way. I think I think I've come around to option 1 just because the implication is that the Knicks would ultimately be better and that's that's really all I care about at the end of the day. So I'll take I'll take it
1: I, like, I like this heel turn by Gavin, you know. Well, it wasn't <laughs> it, it wasn't me.
0: any of the Knicks related. It was literally that he's like he's like pro covid. So I think that was that was the final straw for me. Now I'm I'm I'm, I'm pro making fun of his injuries.
1: Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he certainly is fragile. Um, although he's apparently, we do need him in the Locked On NBA Fantasy League. <laughs> yeah, so please, <laughs> get, I would love if
0: this ended with you actually. get well soon, KP,
1: please, please come back. I, I, you know, actually, we don't even necessarily need him, though. Like, we're doing pretty good, regardless. <laughs> sure, I, I, I don't think we you. necessarily need him. Yeah. But, you know, it would be nice to have him back. Maybe he can come back and put up some empty calorie stats in the mask and keep losing anyway. And can lose to the Knicks this year. I desperately want Julius Randle to back him down and literally, like, back him all the way into the hoop until he hits his head on the net. Um, that would be really cool this year. And for Mitch to... I, I'm I'm desperately, desperately in need of Mitch blocking his quote-unquote unblockable jumper at some point this year. Um, like, I need I need him to just not take Mitch seriously, closing out to three, and for Mitch to jump, like, 10 feet in the air and literally do his, like snatch the entire ball out of the air and not even just block it thing and block his jumper. That would be amazing. Um Yeah, that's about it. But yeah, I, I think we're in consensus. Option one, we'll just take the Knicks being better and uh, the Knicks getting another pick in the 20s, which we saw this past draft led to Emmanuel quickly. Uh, but I think we're good with this second part of the mailbag. We're going to have some more questions coming up. And as already teased, we might I don't know what the exact context is going to be that we bring him on, but I'm thinking that maybe we'll finish off the mailbag with James Marcita because we do have our 800th episode coming up within the next few here. Uh, But Schwinn, what do you want to promote? Uh, Is there anything you want to, you know, plug here for people to check out uh, other than the stuff that I could list off off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll let you do it. Go ahead. Uh,
2: not really much to promote just um you know check out the strickland we've had a bunch of good articles this week drop on there um and uh you know listen to pod strickland because you get to listen to more of me uh which maybe you don't want to do actually uh, but yeah check out pod strickland also and uh you know on the pod strickland feed uh we also have the pod strickland mailbag which alex uh hosts so you can get your double dose of alex
0: which when yeah I, I haven't really i I just don't want I just don't want this to be underrated is it true you guys got the inventor of the quivers nickname on the podcast this week
2: that's right uh we do we did have uh Chris Percy Einen. uh'm pretty sure I pronounced that correctly uh yeah he was on the pod today so uh yeah check that out that was a good one
1: yep all right well that has been it for this episode of locked on Nicks uh, keep it tuned in for this coming week. Like we said, we're gonna have, we're gonna try to get James on. Uh, I, I'm talking a big talk right now. I literally have not even talked to James <laughs> yet. But uh, might hate it. We don't know. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully he says yes. Uh, but we're gonna try to get James on to celebrate the 800th episode of Locked On Knicks, which it feels like we just had the 700th. Uh, and we're gonna have, you know, of course, game recaps for all the games this coming week and everything else. But for now, this has been Locked On Knicks. Peace out. Talk to you guys.